Over the past 12 months, the government has propped up the economy through aggressive spending policies. Ultimately, many famous investors are unsure of stimulus checks and low interest rates and how they will change the market climate. Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's right-hand man, likened the government's actions to playing with fire. As investors, it is important that we follow what is happening in the Federal Reserve, as it is the backbone of the entire economy. After all, the Fed was responsible for the length and severity of the Great Depression. In this video, I will cover how the Federal Reserve shocked the stock market with some major news about changes going forward. Welcome to Kazgains Academy. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing for more content like this and let's get right into it. First and foremost, as vaccines are rolling out, we know that the economy is rebounding very quickly in the US. The Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell saw the data that pointed at this recovery, which included the numbers for household spending, the housing market, manufacturing production, services, and practically every aspect of the economy. Nevertheless, Powell is still continuing to prop up the economy with his policies. This is because the unemployment rate remained at 6% in the most recent March 2021 report and the services industries haven't fully recovered yet. For this reason, Powell kept interest rates at 0% and maintained his previous levels of quantitative easing. In other words, the Federal Reserve is continuing to pump the market. Yet, with that being said, there were some adverse effects to this. Most notably, the value of the US dollar has decreased and will continue to decrease substantially. According to the most recent Consumer Price Index report, prices increased 2.6% year over year. This was spearheaded by the massive increase in energy prices, which increased 13.2% year over year. Yet, while this may seem like an incredible amount of inflation, Powell admitted that there will be much more inflation over the next few months. That's right, the Federal Reserve literally admitted that inflation is here and will rise. In the following clip, Powell talks about upcoming PCE inflation. This stands for personal consumption expenditures and is one measure that economists use to calculate inflation. Readings on inflation have increased and are likely to rise somewhat further before moderating. In the near term, 12-month measures of PCE inflation are expected to move above 2%. Now there's no need to worry. While the mainstream media might spook investors with some fearful talks, as informed investors, we can actually see what the real drivers of this inflation actually are. The two main temporary factors that will spearhead inflation are the base effects and transitory effects. The base effect is when positive numbers are compared year over year with negative numbers. In this case, the pandemic caused massive deflation from late March to the few months following March of last year. Because we are heading into May of 2021 now, the year-over-year -year numbers will be compared to the deflationary numbers last year. Essentially, the inflation numbers will be calculated by subtracting a negative number from a positive number. This artificially inflates the numbers in the short term, but not the long term. Eventually, the deflationary numbers will go out of the calculation. When these high inflation numbers are eventually released, I can almost guarantee that a lot of people will panic. As informed investors, we can understand that the base effect is happening. We know that there is a temporary driver that will exaggerate inflation. The second major factor that will lead to higher inflation in the short term is transitory effects. Many of us are tired of being trapped inside our homes for such a long period of time and want to go out, eat at restaurants, go on cruises, fly on airplanes, and stay at hotels. Additionally, supplies may bottleneck if companies aren't able to transition to the sudden high demand that comes from the transition. When demand is extremely high and supply is low, the price level must increase. All of this inflation is temporary, as eventually, our urge to eat outside and travel all the time will settle down to normal levels. With those two factors in mind, let's take a look at what the Federal Reserve is actually saying. In the near term, 12-month measures of PCE inflation are expected to move above 2% as the very low readings from early in the pandemic fall out of the calculation. 
and past increases in oil prices pass through to consumer energy prices. Beyond these effects, we are also likely to see upward pressure on prices from the rebound in spending as the economy continues to reopen, particularly if supply bottlenecks limit how quickly production can respond in the near term. However, these one-time increases in prices are likely to have only transitory effects on inflation. Ultimately, headline inflation numbers from the mainstream media will be screaming that inflation is coming, but there are multiple factors behind it. The Fed estimates that the base effect will artificially boost inflation numbers by roughly 1%. These base effects will contribute about one percentage point to headline inflation and about seven-tenths of a percentage point to core inflation in April and May, so significant increases, and they'll disappear over, over the following months, and they'll be transitory. They carry no implication for the rate of inflation in later periods. Now after all this, you might still be skeptical about whether the Federal Reserve will actually be able to control inflation. Yet, this is where some investors might not be seeing the hint that Powell referred to in his talk. The Federal Reserve cannot keep interest rates at 0% forever, as if they continue to do that, inflation is bound to come. As a result, Powell gave some guidance as to when he may raise interest rates. With regard to interest rates, we continue to expect it will be appropriate to maintain the current 0 to 1 quarter percent target range for the federal funds rate until labor market conditions have reached levels consistent with the committee's assessment of maximum employment and inflation has risen to 2% and is on track to moderately exceed 2% for some time. I would note that a transitory rise in inflation above 2% this year would not meet this standard. Essentially, Powell is saying that he's going to keep interest rates at 0% until he sees maximum employment and moderately high inflation. Maximum employment likely implies pre-pandemic levels of unemployment, which is roughly 4%. As of today, we are still at 6%, but if and once full recovery happens in the US, then we could easily see this go back down to near pre-pandemic levels. Additionally, moderately high inflation is likely somewhere between 2 and 3%, but it does not include the transitory effects or the base effect. Transitory effects will likely continue for the next few months, so we likely won't see the Fed raise interest rates until 2022 or 2023. However, the stock market is all about predictions for the future, and the Federal Reserve will tell everyone months in advance before they start raising interest rates. As a result, the stock and crypto market could react negatively to this as early as the end of 2021 or early 2022. Some Federal Reserve members actually think that tapering off will occur very soon. Most notably, on April 30th, Dallas Fed President Kaplan said, I think we're going to reach that benchmark sooner than I would have expected in January. I think the US economy would be far healthier when we start weaning off those purchases. We're now at a point where I'm observing excess and imbalances in financial markets. Essentially, the Dallas and Fed president thinks that the stock and housing market are being artificially inflated right now. The Fed president also stated that the Fed should start talking about tapering and predicted that the Fed would taper off on bond purchases and low interest rates in 2022. Incidentally, there could also be a black swan event. There are plenty of media-sized fear-mongering about how inflation is coming and how it'll be uncontrollable. Some have said that this will cause a 50 or even 80% crash in the stock market. Consequently, plenty of investors have begun to panic. Now while this situation is possible, it is only possible if stagflation occurs. Stagflation is when there is high inflation and high unemployment at the same time. This is unlikely to happen, as inflation likely won't explode until the unemployment rate reaches low levels. After all, most people won't spend recklessly unless they have a stable income source. Yet, this isn't to say that the situation isn't possible. If the black swan event happens and inflation occurs before employment picks up, then the economy would be in freefall. 
the Federal Reserve would have to choose whether they want to support employment or stop inflation. In other words, the Fed would have to either choose to print money to keep the economy going or crash the economy for the sake of inflation. Either way, the economy would be in a huge disaster. This is why Charlie Munger calls our current situation playing with fire. Nevertheless, although the economy could very well end in flames, fear-mongering is not necessary as such disastrous outcomes are unlikely. It seems unlikely, frankly, that we would see inflation moving up in a persistent way that would actually move inflation expectations up while there was still significant slack in the labor market. I won't say that it's impossible, but it, it, seems, um, it seems unlikely. Um, it's much more likely that we would, having achieved maximum employment conditions, we'd also be seeing 2% inflation and be on track to see inflation moving above 2%. They tend to move together. Uh, uh, so that, that's not to say inflation won't, might not move up, but for inflation to move up in a persistent way that, that, that really starts to move inflation expectations up, that would have to, that would take some time and you would think that, that uh, it would be quite likely that, that we'd be at, in very strong labor markets for, for that to be happening. If, it, if that actually were to happen, though, there is a, there's a paragraph in the, uh, in the statement on longer-run goals and monetary policy strategy, which says that when the two goals are somewhat in conflict, we weigh various factors, including the, the, the time it would take to get back and forth. So we do have, it doesn't really tell you what to do, but it tells you that we will weigh those two factors and how far we are away from them and how long it would take to reach them were we to reach that, that sort of pretty unlikely state. In addition to giving news about inflation, the Fed also dropped a bombshell about cryptocurrencies. Governments all around the world have been extremely strict on Bitcoin, specifically in India and China. The bombshell that the Fed dropped is the potential creation of a US cryptocurrency. That's right, a US-backed cryptocurrency. In the following clip, Powell mentioned how he's looking at potentially making a US cryptocurrency, but he and the Federal Reserve want to get it right rather than create it fast and incorrectly. These backed currencies are called Central Bank Digital Currencies, or CBDCs. China recently created its own digital currency, which has led the US to begin to take this extremely seriously. Here in the US, the Fed is running a program to understand crypto deeply and correctly create a cryptocurrency. Central Bank Digital Currencies are now possible, and uh, we're going to see some of them around the world. Uh, and we need to understand whether that's something that would be a good thing for the people that we serve. How would it work in our system? Uh, and there are some very, very difficult questions to answer, but I think we, and we are engaged in, a serious program to understand both the technology and the policy issues. Um, I am, uh, I would say this, we're the world's reserve currency, and that means that the dollar is used in transactions all around the world far more than any other currency, and that's because of our rule of law, our democratic institutions, which are the best in the world, our economy, uh, our industrious people, all the things that make the United States the United States. That's why we're the, res the, the reserve currency. And of course, we have open capital accounts, which is essential if you're going to be the reserve currency. So those are the factors uh, that make us the reserve currency. I, I am I'm less concerned that someone, another, that another country might have a digital currency first. You know, ask yourself the question, does that mean that if you were a company that's doing international business, would you then suddenly start to use that currency to use your, do your international transactions? Or would you still do them in dollars, where, where, which is what everyone does? And I, I'm not so concerned about, about that. I, I am really concerned about getting it right. 
Essentially, the Fed wants to create a cryptocurrency but doesn't feel like they are in a rush to do so. Other countries like China have and will make efforts to create their own cryptocurrencies. But the US dollar has so much power internationally that those internationally backed cryptocurrencies will likely have little to no effect on the power of the US currency. Overall, we can take away four things from the most recent Federal Reserve meeting. 1. Inflation is coming but with a small twist. 2. Interest rates are almost guaranteed to rise within the next few years. 3. Fear-mongering about a black swan event isn't necessary at the moment. And lastly, a US-backed cryptocurrency could possibly come sometime within the next few years, which by the way, would be incredibly beneficial to Bitcoin. Let me know what you think about the inflation expectations in a possible US cryptocurrency. If you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next one.